Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome into the Beers and Ears podcast. This is Casey. And I'm Matt, and we are doing uh, my favorite type of episode. Like, let's just be honest. Um, uh, well, let's give I'm them an some ideas back- guy. I love ideas. I don't want to think about logistics. I don't want to think about will it work or not ideas 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 well i want to give a little bit of background on where this idea came from so last week we ended our episode which was the predict the plot episode and and matt i said matt what are we doing next week he's like well um well um well um and i'm like okay (laughs) i'm like well we don't have to necessarily decide it right now but let's think through it so last night i had an idea i don't know if it was last night or yesterday afternoon i'm like you know what how about this? How about we come prepared? Because we're always talking about like what Disney actually is doing and how we always have different ideas of what they should be doing. And we kind of did, I think we did an episode like, like this before on like an attraction that we would like to have seen built. Yes. So what I told Matt was I said, let's shake it up a little bit and each of us come prepared with three things. Number one, um, a new dining experience that would be fun to have um, completely of our own creation a new upsell experience of some kind so um basically like one of those add-on things that you can do when like you're a like a bibbidi boppity boutique yeah something like that or a vip experience or something like that yes. right and the third a merchandise experience which is something that we both cut our teeth on being from the yes. Disney store Though, interestingly enough, that was the one that I had the most trouble with and kind of cheated on a little bit because I <laughs> I, I just couldn't think up a, a like a really, really good idea that wasn't just like something that I just want. <laughs> well, maybe. But here's the thing. I also struggled with that one. It was the last one I came up with. Yeah. The, 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 the meal experience was the first. Well, actually, I take it back. The upsell experience was my first one, then the meal one, and then the um, this was the one I came up with this morning. But I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, obviously, these are are just kind of like things that we think could add some fun to the parks. Um, but Disney, di- we know you're listening. So yes, yes. just saying. Like if, if you're listening, Disney, we don't need any compensation. Just give us credit for, for, for you know, putting it out there. Yeah. Or so. in terms of like my merch idea, just give me all the merch for free. Mm-hmm. Just just that that line. Okay. That's kind of fun. I, I could handle that. Although with the way my room's looking right now, I don't I was know if I say, more room to... You know what? I don't need more stuff. But I, I, also, yeah. you know. More stuff. <laughs> more stuff. I, we found... So um, interesting. I, I went... Um, uh, my eldest had a birthday party. And so I mm-hmm. took my youngest, one of our big fun things is to go thrift shopping because um, you find really cool stuff and it's not expensive. So I don't feel bad like buying something for my kid because I'm spending two bucks, like whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and, and as any parent will know what you spend versus how much entertainment you get out of it, you want that ratio to be really good. So like 100%. I bought a 10 cent toy one time at, at a thrift store and that got like days of entertainment. Oh, oh, how it's like great. when you buy it's like when you buy a toy for one of your pets and the pet doesn't play with it, but they play with the box. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we found a hundred years, uh, Disney hundred years, Walt Disney world. I think it was like the popcorn bucket for oh, 99 cents. Wow. So <laughs> dang, that, so that's, my, that's my, awesome. My daughter got that and some princess jumbo princess playing cards. Oh, fun. 
Got the Two bucks, our, baby. Got the teacher <laughs> a magic trick or two with, with those. Uh, speaking of Disney, I, I am making my way back down to the magic next month. I'm Ooh. kind of excited about that. Yes. I'm trying to make use of my my um, my annual pass before it expires in May. Um, I, I am going to re-up it. <laughs> Spoiler still, alert. Like you, you, but, you have to like do yeah. the trips. Yeah. But yeah. I am super excited because I, I was thinking about this yesterday. So I have stayed at All-Star Movies, All-Star Sports, All-Star uh, music. I have stayed at Pop Century. I've stayed at Art of Animation. I've stayed at Coronado Springs. I've stayed at Port Orleans Riverside and French Quarter and have stayed at the cabins at Fort Wilderness. All that's left for me to stay at now is Caribbean Beach, which I've not done yet, although I do love Caribbean Beach, um, and the Deluxe Resort. So I am Ooh. staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge this time. Ooh. I'm so excited. I've never... I stayed at the Deluxe Resort in Disneyland. I stayed at Disneyland Hotel, but I've got a really good 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 rate on this one so i'm very excited to check it out and bring it back to my to my clients and let them know all about it so um all right well let's uh let, let's get let's get into it um which of the three do you think we want to start with first matt let's start with merch since that was the one that we thought up le- last oh that's my favorite one though um okay um that's fine you sure yeah, yeah, we can do merch. That's fine. Uh, do you want to go I'm gonna first? I'm going to give my child some direction really fast. Okay. Well, uh, while he's doing that, uh, so again, the three categories that we're going to go here are um, uh, a, a, a dining experience of some kind, an upsell experience of some kind, um, and then uh, the merchandise experience of some kind. We really didn't set any kind of rules or, or, or regulations around this. We kind of just said, hey, come prepare to the podcast with these. Um, they can be in the parks, they could be at Disney Springs, they could be, um, uh, they could be in the hotels, but that's basically the gist of it. So, um, all right. So do you want to, I'm I'm single dadding right now. (laughs) That's all good. Do you want to be second or first or second on this one? I'll go first on this one. Uh, which one are we doing? I was kind of half listening. Um, you know what? I am gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take seeds back seeds. Why don't we do the the, the upsell experience first? Do that. One okay. First. Upsell. I'll let upsell you go first. Okay. So the upsell experience. You kind of got to go with me a little bit because okay. I'm not sure whether this technology exists or not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to do. I have two iterations of it. I want a Moana wayfinding experience. Ooh. And so I have two iterations of this. All right. One. You could do a nighttime thing in where like under the stars Mm. and doing like some where's the North Star navigating by the stars, looking at constellations. So it's like it's Moana, but also like you're 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 learning something. There's an educational thing. I'm in that edutainment type. Uh, this would just be a, like an Epcot potentially or Epcot, Animal maybe Kingdom. You could, I say Animal Kingdom you could do as well. Um, okay. But it also might be interesting to like, depending on, you know, they have a huge plot of land. Maybe there's a, a spot that is very secluded that you could somehow carve out some space that people could get to. That would be a little bit darker. Okay. Um, you know, kind of feel like an island uh, of Matanui. Um, you all know, right, so you, right. you kind of theme it. The the technology version of that is like, okay, could you somehow like have people on like a virtual boat that are like sailing Ooh. 
and you have to wayfind your way. That's a little complicated like the, the, and complex. The, it's like the uh, the Disney Quest version of this experience. If Disney yes. Quest was still around, yes. okay. But I'm thinking something like, I mean, they have golf simulators and tennis simulators, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know, why not with VR or something like that, be able to have some type with of app or pro or whatever on this? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Some type of wayfinding experience that you can, you know. Moana helps you. Maui shows up. Hey, Hey's there. So you got some like character things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but there's also like a little more, and it, it's a little bit more than a ride. Like you're doing some more of the interaction. Mm-hmm. Maybe even like you have a character of Moana that teaches the wayfinding. Um, It'd be cool like, if they I, could like put that in like side the Polynesian or something as like, yeah. an additional. like it makes me wonder, you know, Disney puts a lot of these experiences behind the gate, behind the actual, like the broad admission to their parks. But, you know, some of this stuff is possible to do outside of the broad admission of their parks and you just pay for it per, per, per experience i guess i i love the idea of a resort based kind of mm-hmm. attractions not the best way to say it but experience, experience. That you have to go to this certain resort well, to have this experience of, they kind of do this already at the resorts a little bit with like they'll do like i know when we say at coronado springs a few years ago they did um uh, it was like some kind of like uh oh they made s'mores i know that sounds yeah. crazy but we made s'mores by the campfire and then i know the resorts will also do like, um they'll do movies uh, like an you know, all-star movies, movies had a big movie night by the trivia yeah, yeah absolutely like there's a lot of simple things that they do but um and the times that you know we've we've gone to those types of things they're a lot of fun um like to like don't uh-huh. don't discount those types of things especially exactly. when if you've had a long day, but you're still like wanting to kind of get the Disney experience, something at your resort is really, really great because then when you're done, you're already at your resort. <laughs> exactly. A hundred percent. I like that. I like both of those ideas. I like the idea of the more in-depth in-person type one. Um, but I guess a thing with the virtual experiences is that as we've learned is that they can get stale very fast yeah. as the technology yeah. changes, you know, uh, yeah. Disney, Disney quest kind of went through that. It won, and it... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, with the real one, like you have some, like there, that that's real navigation. Like that's the thing about wayfinding is that's real. Like that's a mm-hmm. real thing that people did. And so to kind of like show like, yeah, look, this is the North star. Now the trick with that one is like, if it's cloudy, um, you know, (laughs) that's, that's a problem. (laughs) So no, absolutely. I went a little bit more literal with mine on this one. Um, uh, I, I was highly impressed when I took the, uh, the keys to the kingdom tour, uh, last year. I thought that was a really fun experience. And one of the things that I absolutely love about Main Street USA and the Magic Kingdom is the confectionery. And I, to me, there's something special about the way that uh, a trip to Magic Kingdom and um, uh, the, the, the big shop right there with all the sweet goods and desserts and stuff, they all kind of go hand in hand. And so what I came up with, what I'm calling the Behind the Bake Shop VIP Tour the Behind the Bake Shop VIP Tour. And yeah. what I think would be fun about this is it wouldn't have to be too crazy costly. I'm thinking like a King to the Kingdom cost, you know, $80, $90 a person, maybe maybe 50 or 60 whatever. But it's a two or three hour tour that takes you from the Magic Kingdom to the on-site bakery 
where all these goods are prepared. Yes, I know some of them are done there right in the confectionery, but most of them are not. That's, that's just kind of like the window dressing. Most of the cooking of the cupcakes and the sweet treats and the cookies and, the, and everything that you get is done at this on-site bakery, right? And I think it would be fun, almost kind of like a Willy Wonka style tour, right? Maybe it's guided by a character. Maybe it's guided by a VIP cast member. I don't know. But they take you through and you're able to see all of these baked goods being made and dressed up with the frosting and the decorations and stuff. And, and it concludes with a sampling of one of the choices that you just had made, right? Yeah. I just think that could be a lot of fun. It takes you away from the parks for, for two or three hours, not a long time. But just enough, you get a sweet treat out of it. It gets you to see the, the the enormity behind what Disney does to create the desserts and all the wonderful treats that we get to enjoy while we're there. So, I like I said, I'm calling it Behind the Bake Shop VIP. Maybe it's hosted by Minnie Mouse or something. I like it. I like it. I, I always like a little bit of a character element. Yeah. Like maybe you create a special Minnie and Daisy bakery yeah. outfit that at the end you can take your picture with the, the yep. specific Minnie and Daisy. Um, I, I love anything. I mean, honestly, Disney should do as much behind the scenes stuff as they want to. Yes. Because like they, I'd gar- be- they guarded that for so long, protecting mm-hmm. the magic. But there is an enormous amount of guests who would love to see something like that. And again, well, Case of the Kingdom is a great example. And that it, in some cases it enhances the magic. Yeah. Like seeing like, oh, wow, what goes into this? I mean, even certain things like they've started with Disney Plus, like, you know, behind the attraction. Mm-hmm. And how does this thing work? I mean, kind of Disney well, has embraced that. Like the mystery was my, there. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. where my head was, is that they've shown some of this stuff already on Disney Plus. But there's like we have. I don't know if you've, I've, I've never actually been to the factory, but I've seen it. I've been to the, there's the, um, there's this, uh, nuts.com who, who does it. I can't remember right here in Elgin. There, there's a nut factory and you can actually okay. see nuts and candies being processed. But what I was thinking of was the Albanese candy factory down in Merrillville, down in, uh, yeah. like you can take tours of how this stuff is made. And it's, it's interesting. And I, I agree. If we, I mean, you added a character element, you added a, a meet and greet with Minnie and Daisy and maybe Clarabelle or something. I know you don't like yeah. Clarabelle. You don't like Clarabelle right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not a Clarabelle person. Get but if, out you of added, Clarabelle. If, you added, if you added a meet and greet with like the three of them or something. And again, I want to be very careful here. I'm not trying to be sexist. We could absolutely have a chef. We could have a chef, Mickey chef. Oh yeah. Goofy, yeah. Goofy's candy company. We could put that in there, whatever. Um, I just think some kind of a behind the scenes tour would be absolutely fun. Um, and the thing about this is I I don't anticipate it costing Disney a lot of money to do something like that. That's yeah, a okay, really you, cheap, yeah. I mean, especially if you took out like the character element of it. There's literally no cost outside cost of like of the, ca- the cast member who's guiding you through and the cost of the transportation to the, the facilities. Yeah. But other than that, no. And, you know, here's the other thing. If they really wanted to do it up, you don't even have to buy a park admission ticket. It could be something you could meet outside of Magic Kingdom. You could meet at the Ticket yeah. and Transportation Center. And it could be something that's an experience outside of a park day. You know, that could be a huge I, thing. Too. I really, that's kind of a way, you know, they're looking at de- how to, you know, how can we decrease capacity in the park? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a big part of it, we've kind of hit it where get some experiences elsewhere. Um, uh, because if, if, you know, I'm doing the, you know, behind the, behind the bakery tour, and I have that at one o'clock. Well, then 
I'm probably not going to go to the park in the morning. I'll probably, you know, mm-hmm. let's take a leisurely morning. Yep. Let's swim in the pool yep. and, and sleep in. And then in the, in the evening, then we'll hit this bakery tour. And then, you know, what? we're going to Disney Springs. Exactly. So you've just, you've just now taken a day where these people are now not in the park. Yep. And it's, it's that it, the best way to decrease capacity in the park is to just not have people show up and still give them things to do. If you're concerned about revenue on like merchandise and stuff, you have a merchandise store at the end of the tour. Like yes. you can, you can With buy the, the, yeah, be, behind the bake shop tour merchandise, Minnie and her special, you know, like all their outfits. I, I just, I don't know. I just think there's ways to be creative about that. Now, granted, they'd have to com- obviously retrofit the factory to be able to, to accommodate guests, things like that. I, I totally understand. But I just think they could be a lot of fun. I do. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. All right. Let's go to why, why don't we go ahead and do merchandise this time? That's fine. okay. We'll do merchandise this time. Do you want me to go first or you want to go? Uh, I'll, I'll go first because I'm not quite sure this is like an upsell or anything like that. Okay. Um, I've been I, I, I know I've said this on the pod and I'm just going to say it again because I'm trying to. I want die casts. They like ride vehicles. I knew you were going here. I, I, yes, I knew you yes. were going here. <laughs> Ride vehicles. I want every single ride vehicle that has ever happened and ever will. I want a version of that. Like I want, and I, I will pay more for like, you know, you could have fully articulated type things. Uh-huh. If you want to give me people like special Mickeys and Minis and other characters that go in them. I, I, I like, I, I cannot describe to you how much money I would pay to have <laughs> ride vehicles of this all quality. of the yes. attractions. I, I think it is an absolute gold mine. I know they've done stuff like this in the past. Like you yeah. can find stuff on eBay that's stupid expensive. And so I just, I do not understand why at the end of every ride in every gift shop, they're like at the end of uh, the Winnie the Pooh ride, why there is not a honeypot die cast <laughs> that I can buy. And okay. You, you, like think about it for outside of, you know, me, the collector, for kids, think about pretend play. They yeah. just get off the Winnie the Pooh ride, and and they had a fantastic time. Well, now they can get a little car of the Winnie the Pooh ride, and now they at home can pretend that they're going through the Winnie the Pooh ride with you, their you, dolls or with their action figures. You know figures. how I know that this is a, a rock star idea. Did you see what Universal, who Universal just partnered with? No, I didn't. They just partnered with Minecraft. And my and and they have officially licensed versions of all of the parks, of all of the attractions that you can go through virtually inside of Minecraft. Yes, and this it's been a idea. Huge hit. Oh, it's been a huge hit. This idea of pretend play, of of being able to. I, heck, for years I've had Roller Coaster Tycoon, and I've tried yeah. to build. Disneyized ver like Disney. Why don't you partner with Roller Coaster Tycoon to have your attractions? They tried to create their own thing, Disney's Magic Kingdom on mobile, but it's just not the same. Like- no, because and I know we've talked about this. The problem is that it's not the problem with that game is it's you have to build these things. Yeah, here it is. You're building this. Yes, and and yeah, you can, you, you want- can determine where you want to put it, but you still have to build it. You still have to build it. I want I want the sandbox open, and I yes. don't care if they partner with someone or whether they decide to make their own thing. But the fact that Disney hasn't done a like, uh, you know, Planet Coaster, yep. Roller Coaster Tycoon game like that to me is is absolutely mind-boggling but that goes back to the point of make-believe and whether it's small kids with die cast figures or you know bigger kids who have access to the sandbox versions of roller coaster tycoon or planet coaster or whatever 
Disney, there is a huge market for the ability to create our stylized versions of what you have done. And exactly. I just I feel like they just it's it's you know it's what Disney, Disney Infinity was. Like well, Disney it's Infinity exactly had that. what Disney Infinity was, except Disney Infinity was more attached to the stories than the parks, right? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Matt, both of us having worked for the Walt Disney Company in the past, we know that there is this 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 facade that they they gloss anything that goes out to the public with it's this polished communication and and guardedness of their internal workings and again i'm not holding any company responsible that they shouldn't be able to guard what they do but disney takes it to a level that i've never seen before they are so protective so protective of things that actually i think sometimes it hinders them this this deal yeah, I, that Universal struck with Minecraft is a great example. Disney would never do that, and, and Universal no. has, and it's been it's been this huge success. It's been a huge hit from not just for kids but for adults, um, and especially because they have defunct attractions that yeah. are no longer there that you can Guys, and Back to the Future yeah, you can experience again. Yes. Um, and, and so like, that's, that's what you, cause what you could do with a vert, I mean, I know virtual magic kingdom existed long, long ago, but you could, you could easily just as Disney set up the parks and you could have a system where you could set the year that you wanted to explore oh, the park. Amazing. And then amazing. it would generate what, like, so if you want to go to animal kingdom opening day yes. and experience what this was like, yes, here you go. You want to know what the park Hollywood was? studios with the sorcerer hat. Give it yep. to me. I want to go back yes. in time. Disney. Yes. yes. Like you, you can uh, literally just have me walk around in there, have no interactivity yes. in there, Yes. but like, just, just being able to kind of like walk around and, and, and see like, okay, what was this parking? Even for like historical purposes, yeah. like to be able to show people like, this is what this park was before all this stuff came. Yep. So, uh. I love it. Well, I know that's we kind of went off a on huge a, idea, but a tangent. More or I love less, that. Yes. Yes. Like it, like it just give me like a really, a way to experience past present attractions. Yes. I'm at my it. home. All right. I think you're going to like mine a lot. I'm calling mine Scrooge McDuck's vault of rare finds. Oh, I mean, it's kind of like the collector in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's Scrooge McDuck. And this would be housed uh, probably at Magic Kingdom, although maybe Disney Springs potentially. Okay. And it is a walkthrough exhibit of some of the rarest Disney collectibles that have ever been made or are being made that are either contemporaneous or from the past. And not only do you get to walk through and take a look at all of them, at the end, you have the ability to buy them. And I'm not just talking about really expensive things. It's not like a Doc Ondor's experience. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the things that Disney doesn't want to produce a mass amount of. They want to produce just a small amount of, but they want the public to be able to experience them, right? So, you know, it could be uh, uh, 90s Disney Channel merchandise. It could be Goofy Troop, Goof Troop merchandise. It could be Darkwing Duck merchandise. It could be Atlantis merchandise because you don't ever see that. You want to go real old school dinosaurs from way yeah. back when on TV. And it randomly pops up at different times. 
when it's gone, it's gone. You have a limit of one per guest. So, so like these resellers can't buy more. It's one per guest. That's it. Right. And, and again, it's all price points. It could be t-shirts. It could be plush. It could be collectibles. The way I'm thinking about this, uh, Matt, do you remember when we rolled out, I don't remember if you were there when this happened or not, but we rolled out the, um, the collector's corner that, that, um, uh, it was that cardboard. I, yeah, I had thing. gone from then, but I had been in the store and seen okay. that collector's corner. Yeah, but that's kind of what that was. It's like all of the collectible merchandise wound up on that display. Yeah, this would just be and, a and bigger you're right. version. Like, and you're right. It was like it wasn't all just like three hundred dollar things. Oh. Like some of them were like like the it was um those journals that um were the storybooks. Yes, yes, were twenty five dollars. This yeah, is basically yeah. a bigger version of that, but themed around Scrooge McDuck. And again, it, it could be a character experience. Scrooge is there to to enter to say hello to you and welcome you to his his, his again his vault of rare finds. Some Huey, and, Dewey, and Louie there. Yeah, I, you know, some Huey, you, Dewey, and you, Louie. Yeah, and you you kind of go through it. It could be a nicely themed area, but it's rare stuff. It's you're not going to find your generic Mickey Mouse plush, but you might find the Mickey Mouse plush modeled after the original version that comes out in celebration of a random anniversary year, right? I, and again, I like the idea too that you kind of never know what you're going to find. Uh-huh. That uh like it is an element of kind of, you know, you just yep. kind of go and yep. and 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 what I like about that is it, What's kind of become with Disney merch is like when Disney merch releases, it's like this mad dash to get them. Mm -hmm. You got all the pictures circulating online of all the eBay resellers, which let me be very clear. I, the way to stop eBay resellers is to stop buying things on eBay. If you, if we all stopped buying overpriced Disney parks, things on eBay, they would stop buying them up. <laughs> so um, now, but and anyway, I want to be clear, I, yeah. there are two different types of buyers. There's the buyers and the resellers on eBay, and then there's also the personal Disney shoppers. Like, I have a friend, Brittany, who I met at Momentum. Uh, she runs My Magical Disney Shopper, and she will buy four people on demand, and she only charges, I think it's a 20% upcharge for her time. That that I think is perfectly acceptable, but she doesn't go in there and abuse and, and buy and then upsell at 300% on eBay, yeah. you know? But yeah, I yeah. like this idea of, of kind of a rotating mix. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. So it, it makes it very, very difficult to like go in and know like, okay, I got to be at the park this day to be able to like Disney could like, if they want to keep like secrecy, um, like, you could make this very, very secretive of what's going to be there and what's going to come out and how limited of a run you're doing. And I mean, exactly. there's a lot of stuff too, um, that, that they could, that they could go with. I, 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 love, I, it. I love it. I love it. it. It's all Disney focused. No Marvel, no star Wars, no Pixar, just Disney. I love it. All right. We move on to the final one, which is the, the, the meal. The, yeah. the, the the dining experience have at it my friend i have two. Oh, i have okay. two okay my first one is is pretty basic and it, it's along the idea of anyone can cook and so you have a gusto's experience but I, right. so uh, let me see where this where the, where this comes from so uh there's a chocolate place near us yeah. that what they do is um they have some events every so often that are bean to bar okay. where you learn how to make a chocolate bar. And so you, you know, spend time like learning, here's how this chocolate bar is made. And okay. then at the end of the experience, you have a chocolate bar. Okay. And so 
I would love to see a Ratatouille-based and themed thing where you are being trained to make your meal, and then you get to eat it. <laughs> Funny. And so when I was going over this with Nate last night, he said to me, he goes, you need to do a Ratatouille-based experience. And I'm like, ah. I said, I'm not, I, mean, I like the movie Ratatouille, but it's not like up there for me. So, but anyway, continue. I think, I think where, where my brain went is that, okay, it's not just because, I mean, I could very easily sit here and go, ooh, it'd be great to have a, 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 a restaurant themed after this that you could eat, actually eat at. But in this case, it was, again, that experiential thing that you're not just going to eat, that you are also kind of learning whatever dish you know, mm-hmm. you are making, you're learning something. You're learning how this works. You could have a, I like it. it's got that. You're really chef. on that. You're on that edu- edutainment uh, kind of. I'm, I'm, I'm here for the, I'm here for the educating people. Going old, um, school, so, going old school, old school Disney right there. You betcha. Now I have another one though, that I, I think you're really going to like. That's not edutainment at all. I have the cave of wonders experience. Ooh. So Casey, you can't just enter the cave. You just can't like just walk in the Cave of Wonders and immediately be in a restaurant. You have to travel down in the Cave of Wonders. So right, you hop right. on a very easygoing ride, nice little boat ride. Maybe it's a magic carpet. All right, all right. And then we, halfway through, you get off, and it's the restaurant. Oh. And it's the Cave of Wonders. And you have, like, like kind of like Be Our Guest, you've got the different rooms so you've got like the gold, you know, all the big gold room. You've got the scary room with the jewel that Abu takes. You've yeah. got so you're in the Cave of Wonders, and just like in in Beast Castle, the genie is the exclusive character that you can meet in the Cave that of Wonders. Alone would be worth it because you don't yep. ever get to meet the genie ever. Exactly. So like, put him in the like, and that makes sense that there'd be like a, a room with a lamp. And yes. maybe you can even create some type of like rubbing the lamp experience, and then the genie appears. That's um, a whole different experience, Matt. <laughs> like, and then, uh, <laughs> and then oh, on your way on your way out, you have to then travel out. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to go like too thrilling because you did just kind of like a it's like a space two twenty kind of entrance and exit. Yeah. Yeah, that like you like I like the idea of combining the ride and dining that you hop on a ride nice little easy you have you have like a, you have a little bit of an experience go do your dining and then you have an experience on the way out um and then you've got an exclusive character uh to me it just checks i mean the food can be whatever because there's not really you know food in the cave of wonders um but uh i, I love this idea that like and just the aesthetic that you could have similar to what beast castle is mm-hmm, that like mm-hmm. it's this really cool outside what would it look like holy cow to like have the giant cave of wonders just yes. like looming over yeah uh, it would ah uh, ah uh. I absolutely, I absolutely love it. That's great. I love the idea of the genie as a character experience. I love the entrance and exit. It kind of takes some of the technology and the experiences that Disney is doing right now and, and kind of puts it into a new element. I like that a lot. Yeah. And the other thing that, like, this could be any restaurant that I thought about, so I didn't really put this in there, but I would love a mystery character dinner that, like, you have no idea what characters are going to be. Um, I thought just, about that. I thought about that as an option. Like, they just rotate them out and you don't know who's going to come to your table. And yeah. I think that could be really fun. Well, that's kind of sets me up a little bit to, to what I'm going to say. So Matt, Matthew, 
guest of the Bears and Ears podcast, Cruella DeVille has cordially invited you to a night of wicked villainy with her closest friends. Oh, I'm so in. Maleficent, Jafar, and Captain Hook, where delectable cocktails and wonderful food themed around the villains, like the Evil Queen's delicious evil apple pie and um, Jafar's tremendous Mediterranean buffet. And don't forget Cruella's puppy chow will all be in a all-you-can-eat buffet and cocktail menu for adults Uh. only. Uh. Adults only. So this is what I'm calling the villain's mixer hosted by Cruella DeVille attended by all of her villain friends and you have to be 21 years of age or older to attend oh man what uh, do you think I love it yes. I love too that you could like stick this innocuously in like fantasy land mm-hmm. and like Listen, somehow that's I, hide the that that's where I pictured it was fantasy land and there was like a I had a uh, hosted in a secret area of fantasy land that only those who know no. So you get like a secret location of where it's at and you got to go through this little secret area to get to it. And again, adults only kids could not go. It's a, it's, it's a villains event. Villains are scary. You know, maybe, maybe, okay. Maybe we didn't do a 21 up. Maybe it's, it's 14 and up or whatever. Right. But if you want to do the cocktail element of it, which I think could be a lot of fun, um, you know, and again, it could be a much pricier tab too, especially if you're going to do like all you can drink cocktails and stuff. You know, it could be $150 a person or something like that. But could you imagine how fun that would be? Well, and how fun would it be if they could do it as like, if the characters like, how cool would it be if I'm drinking my cocktail and Cruella DeVille comes up and sits next to me and I have a conversation yes, with Cruella DeVille. That's what I'm talking about. Um, like, yeah. just, I, I'm, I'm into, I'm, I'm so into that. Yeah. Maybe a nice little show. Yes. Um, you know, there, there's, oh, I, I'm, I'm here for it. Nice little adults night out. Yes. Um, Get the kids a babysitter you're, back at the hotel yeah, and you two yeah. go down and okay. And maybe you don't want to do it at the park. Fine. We could shove it in Disney Springs somewhere, somewhere that you want, or at a resort, you could shove it at a resort somewhere, you know, wilderness lodge or something. I don't know. But like, I, I love awesome the idea of like, I love the idea that, you know, I was talking about with the cave of wonders that like, that's the obvious wow yeah. cave of wonders. I love the idea that this is just like, I mean, obviously everyone would know where it is because, yeah. but, but just the, but just the, the facade is nothing. Yes. You know, nothing fabulous. It's almost like a, a club 33 that's, that's accessible to everybody. Yes. yes. You know, cause club yes, 33 is it. just this innocuous, like entrance that you don't really think about, yeah. but then it's it just opens up to this world. Right. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed uh, that one. That that was good. I mean, How would we do, everyone? Did you guys, I hope you all enjoyed that out there. Do you have an idea that, you know, I'm there's you know literally an infinite amount of ideas that are possible out there? But that was a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. No, I, I'm now my brain is my wheels are turned. I'm like, oh, well, you could do this, and then you could do this. <laughs> yeah. We we should again, Disney. If you're listening, like just just hit us up for ideas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're, I we're had happy one. To... I had I had one other idea that I didn't fully flesh out as a as an experience, which was uh, an a, ju- a junior Imagineer Academy. So something like Ooh. like you could you could put 
I mean, kids, really anyone of all ages through to kind of give them a couple of an hour introduction into what it means to be an Imagineer. This kind of reminds me back of the, back in the day when there was like lunch with an Imagineer. You know, they don't do that anymore. But how cool would that be to spark the interest to get yeah. somebody interested in being an Imagineer? So, but yeah. Yeah. And again, to pull back the curtain a little bit to be like, yep. okay, here's kind of our process. Like, here's how we develop these things. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess it's time to, to close the show out. Uh, uh, the, the, it's closing time. Um, uh, Matt, how do they get a hold of us? You can email us, beersandears1928 at gmail.com, Facebook Beers and Ears Podcast, Instagram at beersandears1928. As always, our show is brought to you by uh, Magical Memories by Casey Woolley. You can go to caseywoolley.com if you are looking at planning your vacation. Um, uh, please uh, have Casey help you out. Um, you will not regret it. And we are also brought to you by FakeSportsTeams.com. You can go to the exclusive Beers and Ears collection uh, or many of the other fake sports teams. Um, you know, FakeSportsTeams.com, where our motto is uh, all of the sport, all the team spirit, and none of the commitment. Um, <laughs> right. Um, I love and, that. Oh, it's it, what a slogan. Um, you know, just uh, we we appreciate you like listen to the show. We've 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 done this for all years now. We've got that anniversary coming up. And I had to go over um, to sorcerernetwork.com and check out yeah, the, the, magic, yes. the magic we've got over there. Man, it's just absolutely crazy how much how much stuff we've got going on. I mean, fake sports teams is one, magical memories is one. Obviously, this podcast discontinued on display. Um, a sorcerer man on Twitch, the sorcerer blog. Um, yeah, we're we're always trying to think of like what's that next thing. You know, you know, we're we're Disney enthusiasts, my friend. I mean, that's just what we are, mm-hmm. and and we love to to talk magic with other Disney enthusiasts that are out there. So, yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's raise our glasses. And uh, this episode has been on us. We will see you again real soon. Bye, everyone.